Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about why I sold my Ethereum this weekend and why rich people put their money in Switzerland. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip Back with another episode. This is the Ask Philip Podcast. It's Monday, May 17th. Uh, man, I'm like seven days away from my uh, marriage anniversary, too. That, that That's happening real quick. We are going on 13 years. Man, that, that time blew by. But let's get into, uh, let's get into investing and some ideas and thoughts that I have about investing. But first update. Uh, for those who listened to my previous episode, when I bought some Ether, I actually sold my Ether. <laughs> Let me explain. Whenever I'm learning on something new, like Ether, Ether, as I mentioned in my previous episode, Ether got real big. Um, it became, you know, the AWS, iOS of applicant, people who build applications in crypto land, right? Undisputed champion. And I think that's here for the future, right? I don't, I, I, my thought on that has not changed. But whenever I want to learn about something, I I take a position in it because it, you know, it's kind of like when people say, Hey, I want to be an investor. I'm like, well, the best thing you can do if you want to be an investor is take a hundred bucks, some, some money you, you don't mind losing and just invest and it enhances your learning process. And so I bought some ETH so I could enhance my learning process and learn and spend time on it. And then I realized "Ah, I wanted that money back into, you know, I want to put that money into Bitcoin. Um, A, because Bitcoin had dropped significantly a lot over the weekend. Uh, and it was and some bargain prices. But then secondarily, as I finished my study on ETH, I realized, yeah, ETH is going to be here to stay. But like, for my opinion, five years from now, it's better for me to be positioned in Bitcoin because it's a way bigger opportunity. And it's, it's, it has less uncertainty uh, for Ethereum because Ethereum still is transitioning to a new type of protocol. Um, they're going from proof of work to proof of stake, which I don't like. Right. You, you have a lot of people who are talking about the energy of, you know, proof of work and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's better people who debated that than me. And maybe I'll do a podcast on that. But but um, when you move to the different the, the 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 proof of stake concepts that are proof of work, the simple version is it's it's less secure because you move to a more centralized type trust system, which is the problem with the current monetary system, the problem with the current system that we have right now is you have centralized trust. We've got to rely on central banks and banks uh, to, uh, you know, for our money. And they've proven thousands of years that they're going to cheat when they can. And, and, and to, you know, when whenever the people's interests diverge from their interest, uh, they're going to choose like their interest, right? And so that's the problem. I don't, you know, was, cryptocurrencies were, were built to move to a more decentralized financial world. And, the 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 foundation of that is a proof of work concept versus a proof of stake concept um and ethereum is going away from that and there's a whole bunch of other risks and i kind of mentioned them in a previous episode too um or or I, i may have hinted at them you know but you know short story i think he he's going to be here for the long term i just don't think i much i don't want to have my money in eth over uh over bitcoin 
and, and let, so this moves to the second topic. I think it's important to, to, to explain like decentralization because these things, and, and, I, and I've mentioned before, I can't remember if it's on the podcast or on a blog post that I wrote, but decentralization is, is the evolution of humanity over the long term. Because when you think about and you also combine that with the fact that you know, money is energy, right? That's what money is. Like everything is energy if you really want to nerd out about it. Like everything is energy. Energy is not destroyed or created. It's just repurposed for different for different things. Um, like, for example, you know, the, the, the fossil fuels that we use are just dead animals, right? Um, um, and we eat those animals to give us energy. Then we die and then we become you know, energy for other things and people in the future, right? We become the energy for the soil and then plants grow. And then people eat plants and, or, you know, or cows eat plants and then we eat cows and it's just, a, it's just a cycle. And so, um, so, so, so when you understand that money is energy and decentralization or, or we're moving towards a more decentralized free world, you put those two together, you realize, oh, okay, let's, let's, let's think in, term, in human terms, right? If, if you're, a, if you're a human, right. And everything is energy, right. Then you can say, okay, the same rules apply to um, maintaining good relationships that it does to, to attractive money, right. If you want to attract good relationships, you have to, um, you have to have high trust. You have to have a high trust type system, right. And what, and what does high trust mean? Well, high trust means um, you're going to trust somebody the more you feel they can't cheat you, and so and so if you and so um, so if you if you if you go to the rabbit hole and you say okay, so let's look at it from a system standpoint. If a system is more centralized, so you have a small amount of people making a lot of decisions for the majority of people, then you then you understand. I, I trust that system less than a system where. Um, the, the decision making is distributed among the people. You just trust that better because it's it's you you don't want to have to trust a centralized amount of people. Not, now forget about the fact that you know for thousands of years in history we've trended away from that because that's not a that's not a good system. Like for example, the church used to dictate the Catholic Church used to dictate what we thought, what we said, what we could do, what we couldn't do. Most of us couldn't read, and so they told us that. Then a printing press came. And we were like, oh, like we can rewrite, think for ourselves. And then we had an explosion of the Renaissance area and a, a rapid evolution of human uh, ingenuity when we were no longer told by a centralized amount of people you know, what to do. And then, and then you went from kings and queens maintaining power over peasants to, um, to democracies. America was first, one of the first majors. And uh, that did it right and, and, and really decentralized power and all the money came to America. Right. The next the next evolution, you, you can look at it as even in um, in business. Right. Let's look at let's look at Walmart. So and I'm just using Walmart as, as an example, but Walmart and other retailers would have shelf space and they would say, hey, we can only have three hundred thousand products on this shelf space. And so the one person or the few people that were in charge of uh, local businesses getting on that shelf pace or business getting on shelf pace was a version of centralized power. And what Amazon said was, Hey, let's just build a online store. We can have unlimited stuff. We can have, we can sell 6 million you know, products and we can let the market, right. The people, the algorithm, uh, the algorithm based on what people want dictate, you know, what goes where. And it, it eliminated centralized planning and created a, stupidly 
amazing business in a relatively short period of time, right? Another example, you look at Switzerland, right? A lot of a lot of people know that rich people hold their money in in Switzerland, um, and 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 Switzerland is like one of the uh, Switzerland's currency is more stable than the than the dollar, right? Um, and and so you wonder, man, why is why is the Swiss currency so so valued? The Swiss economy so valued? Well, most people that are from Switzerland don't even know who the president is because the power in Switzerland is very decentralized. It's 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 the local, like the local, the the local. I forget what they call them, cantons or cantons. Um, they have the majority of the power. The central government doesn't really have any power, and and so they have lots of small conflicts over things, right? Um, uh, but there's no central authority and that, and that is like great for money. Like money does not want to be in a position where it could be stolen or corrupted or taken advantage of just like people. That's why I went through the whole process of everything is energy and people don't, people want to be free. People don't want to be, uh, done wrong, done dirty. And neither does money. Right. And, and it makes sense because people have money. People, you know, like money is an extension of energy that we've put into things. And so we take that energy and we store it and it's tied to who we are. It's an extension of us. It's an extension of our beliefs. It's an extension of our thoughts. And so if you understand that, then you know, okay, um, this, this makes complete sense. And again, this goes back to, you know, the whole Bitcoin argument for me, right? Cause you look at all the other currencies and they're all centralized um, for the most part. Um, and Bitcoin is capped, you know, so it, it, it meets the, the supply and demand principle of value and this decentralized uh, principle of value. I'll give you another example, just, just because I like giving lots of examples. Um, you look at what Netflix did for Blockbuster. And this is, this is slightly a bit different, but it's, it's very similar. So, so Blockbuster um, had all, you know, had all these locations all around, um, you know, all around the U S and they would pick, you know, what movies, went in the went in the area uh and their advantage was just location like they had lots of locations so they were able to beat out all the other competition and then netflix came along and at first the service wasn't that great because it was like you know it was a lot of friction you had to mail in things and get it um but you had a you had a bigger library and then what happened is download speeds increased a lot exponentially and allowed us to just have the current netflix that we have today and so they have tons and tons of supply of movies that um that we can choose from and not just old movies like they removed they removed the central planning around the people in, in corporate office blockbuster picking what movies went in and turns it over to a to an algorithm because you can see what people watched and what they wanted and, and what it also did was from a hollywood standpoint it eliminated that bottleneck because in hollywood if you want to do a movie right you have to be part of the in crowd and and if you if you have netflix you see all kinds of movies not just american like international movies that are giving all these creators opportunities to create like good, you know, mid to low budget movies or high budget movies, but it, but it, it is um, moved to a more decentralized market-based system for delivering value to people. And that works, right? That works. It, like the, 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 the one thing I think people misunderstand about capitalism is all capitalism is in its pure form. Cause we don't have a pure form of capitalism. We have crony capitalism and we have central banks who, do not let the supply and de- supply and demand of money operate in a free market system. Uh, and we also bail out. We don't bail out other people when they met regular people when they mess up, but when banks and big companies mess up, we bail them out. So it's not a true capitalistic system, but 
the essence of capitalism, like real capitalism, and that's what's going on in the crypto land right now. And my folks are attracted to it. Is you know merit wins, right? The the the, the marketplace, you know, determines um, through delivering the most value to the people uh, at the right price, and it's price discovery over time, right? That that is a decentralized decision making process of of providing value versus somebody dictating what prices should be, what services you can or cannot offer. And that's how capitalism is. It's saying, hey, you choose, right? You you can choose to, you know, invest in that company or buy from this company or buy from that company. It's not going to be a centralized authority deciding on that for you. And so these are just principles that that this is not an opinion. This is not like how Philip thinks. This is just me observing nature. And the best way to learn and to understand what's truth is not watching TV or some expert. Watch nature. See how things have have always played out um look at history and um you know and and, and and that'll help you so uh ready for tomorrow's episode i think it's going to be a great and exciting week full of all kinds of um good information to talk about so y'all enjoy your week we'll talk to you tomorrow if you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.